Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Good to have you with me again on our podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming in life's everyday challenges. So good to have you with me again. This is episode 205. Amazing. So glad you're with me. To any new listeners, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you so much for being with us and to our regular listening audience. I'm grateful that podcast after podcast, you join me with this goal to become healthy leaders, to be healthy leaders, not just become it, but be healthy leaders. If you want to know more about me, Check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. There you'll find many resources. You can communicate with me by email. You can learn more about me and check out many of the other podcast episodes that are listed there, as well as you can find on the homepage. Just click the podcast links, and there we are located in multiple places. Amazon, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many other places. So wherever you may be listening, thank you. I would ask you to consider leaving a review and a five-star rating, and share this with your friends. You know, if you're going to be in leadership very long, you're going to find yourself in turbulent times. It may be turbulent because of decisions that you've made as a leader that did not work out very well. They may be turbulent because things are outside of your control, and therefore turbulence has just sort of come upon you, much like when you're a passenger in in an airplane. You, You and I don't get to control whatever that turbulence is, but man, we sure hope that that person flying that plane knows how to navigate turbulence. And so I want to talk to you today about navigating chaos, how leaders can flourish in turbulent times, how leaders can flourish in turbulent times, because if you lead very long, you're going to find yourself in chaos, you're going to find yourself in turbulent times. So let me share with you some key ideas today that will help you flourish during times of chaos. You know, we as leaders are facing many challenges in these times, challenges of getting people back to work, challenges of social issues and uh, cultural issues, financial issues, uh, everything that's going on. It seems that there's just a lot of upheaval, maybe some fragility that's out there. And the data is telling us that people are struggling more in these days with depression, anxiety, insecurities than than they have in the past. And so it's it's not an easy road to be a leader today, but what an opportunity. What a grand and, dare I say, holy calling to be a leader. And the purpose of this episode is to explore some very practical strategies and some timeless wisdom for leaders so that we can thrive, you and I can thrive, and our teams can thrive, our organizations, our ministries, our small groups can thrive during times that are turbulent and chaotic. And so here is thought number one for how you and I navigate chaos and flourish in turbulent times. Thought number one, embrace the call to lead in turmoil. You embrace the call to lead in turmoil. You know, leadership is easy if we're only doing it when things are going great. That's a much easier road to lead. That's a much easier uh, environment, you know, to cast vision, to be excited, to to be enthusiastic, to, to lead teams that feel motivated and feel a sense of purpose and accomplishment that is much bigger than their lives. But when your organization, your ministry, your church is in turmoil, that's a much different challenge and a much different call to lead. And we have to embrace that call. 
When I say embrace, I mean the way you go home and embrace your family, the way you embrace a loved one, the way you embrace a friend, (laughs) embracing it, pulling it close, loving it. And the unique role that we play is that we guide teams through messy times. And it's important that we give clear vision, at least as much clarity as you can, without lying, without manipulating, and without getting a false hope. But you create a clear vision. You communicate a clear vision. You you maintain a peaceful and hopeful disposition. You exercise good decision-making. You communicate clearly. And you role model empathic honesty. Empathic honesty. Honesty doesn't have to be rude. Honesty doesn't have to be uncaring. Honesty doesn't have to be unkind. And so we want to embody and personify empathic honesty. And it's important. A leader's presence, a leader's courage, a leader's decision-making skills. This, When we talk about embracing the call to lead in times of turmoil, this is what we're talking about. The unique role that you play in guiding your teams, your ministry, your small group, your church through messy times. And how you can guide them is to communicate clear vision, be a peaceful and hopeful presence, exercise good decision-making, connect in communicate. You want your communication to support connection and you personify and embody empathic honesty. You know, when I think of the scriptures, the Old Testament, particularly I think of Joseph, who was a favored but disliked son and brother in the Old Testament, and he was sold into slavery, even though he has a great calling to be a leader, had been given two dreams that forecast his future leadership call. And his life is filled with drama, with injustice, with pain, but it's also filled with reconciliation. And Joseph embraced the call to lead even in the places of injustice, confusion, and uncertainty. He knew that God had called him, and he knew that God could help him fulfill that call. Thought number two is, I want to give you some practical strategies for how you can thrive. So we've embraced the call, so we're casting vision, we're peaceful, hopeful presence. So what do we do? What are, what are some things that, that pertain to our attitude and to our persona and to the, to the essence of who we are that can really posture our leadership and our team for flourishing? Well, the first is adaptability. And this is about how leaders can adjust their strategies and mindsets during uncertainty. There are certain core values that are non-flexible and you want to hang on to those. And so the philosophical ideas of values, mission, vision, probably doesn't change, but the implementation can be flexible, and so we have to be adaptable as leaders. How many times have we chosen to be rigid in places where we need flexibility, and rigidity actually hurts our ability to flourish in turbulent times? And so when we talk about adaptability, one of the things I love to think about, and I heard this from a great friend of mine, he said, foretelling versus unfolding. You know, foretelling versus unfolding. And some key ideas in that is like timing. Uh, you can discern timing as things unfold. Uh, foretelling can carry a sense of certainty, but unfolding can carry adaptability, proactive versus reactive wisdom and awareness. I've been pondering some big things in my life, and rather than foretelling what I think is going to happen, I just let day-to-day things unfold, sort of the hand of providence unfold his purpose and his activity in my life. And paying attention to that has allowed me to be adaptable. 
In the hearts of humans, they plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And so we have a general idea, but we remain adaptable. And then there's crisis communication. This is a great strategy for thriving amidst chaos. And it's important when you communicate during chaotic and turbulent times that you communicate transparently and you communicate empathically. Empathetic communication is so powerful because it helps people know that you feel the struggle that they are going through. So you, when you do that, you want to share hopeful stories. You want to practice active listening. You want to acknowledge the emotions that are present. I remember recently I had a situation where a member of my leadership organization, someone who sits underneath my leadership umbrella, had come to me with a very difficult situation. It was sudden, it was urgent, it came out of nowhere, but it was very, very difficult, and it was scary. And what I recognized is I listened to their story and listened to their emotions and listened to their concerns and their dreams and their hopes. I recognized that we had to acknowledge the emotions, not just skirt past them, not blow past them in some kind of utopian pie-in-the-sky idea. No, I see you, and I recognize that you're afraid. I recognize that you're concerned. We can validate those emotions without agreeing with those emotions and letting those emotions have the last say in the story. So in the acknowledgement of emotions, acknowledgement of emotions is helpful. And then you provide support, physical, emotional, spiritual material support, whatever. I love the proverb, fifteen, chapter 15, verse 1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. A gentle answer turns away wrath. And so when we're talking about flourishing uh, during time, strategies that you can use are adaptability and crisis communication, sharing hopeful stories, etc., active listening, etc. These are very powerful ideas, the adaptability and the crisis communication. Practice these ideas, my friend. Practice the places of adaptability. Have conversations with your team and think about how adaptable are we. Think about how well are we communicating. In what means and form are we communicating. And are those forums the best way to communicate? Again, the other day I heard a story come across of a series of text messages that people are having over some very volatile situations. And you can't hear the tone of another person. I mean, if most communication is nonverbal, a texting is a horrible way to try to resolve issues, to try to communicate vision. At best, it might be a supplement for something or a quick check-in or a quick follow-up, but it can't be the primary form of communication. I know it's easy and I know it's convenient, but it's not any good. Not any good when you're dealing with chaos and turmoil and turbulent times. People don't want to text. They want to hear your voice. They want to see your heart. They want to see your face. They want to know that you're physically present. Thought number three is to be wise and discerning in your decision making. Wisdom is so important for leaders during messy times. And wisdom can be learned through life experience. Wisdom is learned from mistakes and from seeking input from others. Wisdom comes by reading and listening and studying. And so I love the old proverb. It's not a literal biblical proverb, but just sort of the cultural proverb that says knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing you don't put it in a fruit salad. 
You see, knowledge is facts and data, but wisdom is the proper application of facts and data that will add value to others. So when you are navigating as a leader chaotic and turbulent times, you can flourish and your team can flourish, your ministry can flourish by being wise and discerning in your decision-making. Lean into your life experiences. Lean into the mistakes you've made in the past. Lean into the mistakes of the people around you, the mistakes they have made. And seek input, for wisdom is found in a multitude of counselors. And find wisdom through your reading, listening, and studying. The highlight of seeking counsel from mentors and advisors cannot be overstated. I remember years ago, I was at an organization, and things were kind of messy and uncertain, and I was really struggling with that. And I was verbalizing that to the leader of our organization. And they were willing to wait through the mess to achieve something greater. I couldn't see it, but they could. And I appreciated the wisdom that they exercised. Thought number four is that you have to give ethical leadership. Integrity is so important because it builds trust. And integrity can be compromised in turbulent times because we feel pressure. We feel emotional pressure, financial pressure, structural pressure, positional pressure, relational pressure, visionary pressure, pressure on our values. There's so much uncertainty and so much confusion that just sort of sits in the environment. And we're wondering, can we maintain integrity? Can we maintain morals? Can we maintain our ethics in times of turmoil? And integrity is paramount because integrity fosters trust. It fosters credibility. It it elevates ethical and moral behavior that is trustworthy. And integrity is protected through a consistent adherence to moral principles and to these transparent values. Again, if we go back to Joseph in the Old Testament, he is a good story to serve as an inspiration and a reference point for why ethical leadership matters. He was accused of sleeping with the leader's wife. He didn't do it. He ran for his life. He ended up in prison, but he maintained faithfulness and fidelity to his call. Integrity. We have to maintain our integrity. We have to protect it. We have to guard it. It is so precious, and it is so valuable. Be wise and discerning in your decision-making, and be ethical in your leadership. It's also important that you and I, if we want to flourish during turbulent times, we exhibit resilience by leading by example. Resilience, leading by example. You know, some suggestions to practice resilience. Have clear goals. Um, Do some thought planning. Identify how you will respond to setbacks. I was listening to a wonderful podcast the other day on Simon Sinek, and he was interviewing this high-ranking general of the Air Force. I think he was the leader of the Air Force. And they talked about how often crisis is the uh, laboratory for new and innovative ideas. And the question came up, how do we be innovative without waiting for a crisis? Meaning, why do we always have to have crisis in order to be innovative? And I love what the leader of the Air Force said. I can't remember his name, but he he basically said, we create crisis in order to be innovative. So they're basically hyper pathetically creating crisis so they can process innovative ideas. I love that. The idea that we can think through crisis situations and identify how we will respond to them. This idea allows us to begin to discover what resilient leadership looks like. You also 
pay attention to your emotions and you seek support before you need it, before you need it, and have a growth mindset. Now, I'm often impatient when it comes to the growth mindset. I want to move past grief and loss and certain certain necessary ideas of uh, experiencing those emotions. Like, just, just grow, 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 grow. And so, yes, having a growth mindset is so important, but you need to be patient with that growth mindset. And you can de- demonstrate resiliency by having and celebrating accomplishments. I celebrate the openness of the team I lead, and I love our willingness to be resilient and to be flexible because I've seen over the course of time that we make small compromises so we can experience big accomplishments. We make small compromises so we can experience big accomplishments. Lastly, I would just encourage you to balance strategy and empathy. Turbulent times need strategy, they need decisions, they need vision. How are we going to navigate through, and are we going to actually be better on the other side of it? And leaders are vulnerable to letting crisis shut things down when they need to keep moving forward. And so how do we do that when people are confused, angry, sad, or anxious? Well, we must maintain an empowering posture without overlooking the real needs of those we lead. Therefore, you lead by example. You be fluid and you be flexible. You listen well. Embedded in people's statements and comments and questions are their needs and their values. Acknowledge them, highlight them, meet them. And do daily check-ins so your people feel that you are present without being suffocating. And continue to delegate. Continue to empower people and help them bear the burden with you. Romans, a letter in the New Testament, Paul writes in chapter 12, verse 15, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. You know, in navigating chaos, how leaders flourish in turbulent times, we can explore the art of thriving leadership in the midst of uncertainty. We look at practical strategies, real-life examples, timeless wisdom, equipping each other with tools that balance strategic decision-making with empathetic leadership. And so we foster resilience and we embrace change. And these ideas of how you can flourish, embrace the call to lead, uh, exercise adaptability, crisis communication, these strategies for thriving in the midst of chaos, be wise and discerning in your decision-making, you know, protect your integrity, maintain ethical leadership in times of turmoil, and be resilient and lead by example. And then you'll balance strategy and empathy. You'll carry these two You will maintain an empowering posture without overlooking the real needs of those you lead. And these, my friends, are just some core ideas that I believe will help you and your team thrive during turbulent times. What an opportunity for you to lead. What an opportunity for your organization to flourish during turbulent times. You know, from fostering resilience to embracing change, let these thoughts serve as a guide to not only surviving, but thriving as a leader (laughs) during the messiest of times. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to episode 205, for joining in with me. I hope that today's podcast provides some, really some thought material for you to talk about with your team, to Sit around and and just maybe by yourself, brainstorm, jot down some ideas in your journal, uh, take notes, and just begin to explore how you can incarnate and embody these key ideas. Because when turbulent times come, my friend, they're going to look to you for great leadership, and I believe that you can do it. 
So thanks for listening, everybody. Love you. Appreciate this time that we have together. I hope you have a great week. Stay healthy, stay hopeful, and I'll talk to you again next time.